Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. I read an article just a few weeks ago in the Florida Today true story. Let me read it to you. My cardiologist told me about a patient, an 85-year-old married man who'd been married for 65 years. He seemed remarkably healthy and happy, bubbly with enthusiasm. The doctor asked him, you and your wife seem to be happily devoted to each other after all these years. Tell me, what is the secret to the marriage like yours? That's easy, the old fellow said. I take care of number one, and she takes care of me. Do you like it? That's exactly right. After God, that's what it is. There are lots of people giving relationship advice these days. Most of them will tell the aggrieved partner that they need to focus on making sure their own needs are met first. Unfortunately, this advice doesn't often seem to work. Pastor Mark will be teaching that the me-first advice fails because it's not the way relationship was designed to work in the first place. Without pursuing a relationship with God as the primary relationship, other bonds will be less than they could be. You'll hear from Pastor Mark how to get right with God, then how to fix your spousal relationship. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Matthew chapter 19 as he continues his series, Enjoying Marriage on the River of Life. The enemy says to you today, yeah, it's always the other person. God couldn't do that for me. No, that's the enemy lying to you today. See, the deciding factor, if you're a Christian, lives in you. You're not doing this alone. It's not our counseling. It's not our wisdom. It's not our jokes. It's God who lives in you. The nothing is impossible, God. You're going to say, can he take a mess and make a miracle? Yes, he can. Well, why is God living in me the deciding factor? Why is that the ultimate key? Well, you're close by. John 15, 5. I'm going to read it to you. Jesus speaking, talking about relationship. John 15, 5, he says this. I'm the vine. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, in other words, in relationship, he will bear much fruit. Well, apart from me, you can do some things. Pardon me? Well, let me reread it. Apart from me, you can do marriage successfully. It says what? Nothing. You mean like zero, nada, nothing? Exactly. So what does that mean? Let me give you the original language. Nothing. (laughs) Why is it the deciding factor? Just exactly that. 
You see, God says, apart from me, apart from a personal relationship with me, apart from obeying my directions and design and commands, you can do nothing. Now you know why our marriages get in trouble, don't you? Because we're trying to do it without him. We forget he's even there. But this is way broader than just marriage. Jeremiah got it right. Look at this verse. Jeremiah says this, Jeremiah 10, 23. I know, O Lord, that a man's life is not his own. See, many of you that are not yet Christians, you think you're your own boss. No, no, you're not. Satan's actually your boss. So he says, a man's life is not his own. It is not for man to direct his own steps. So outside of marriage, the very core essence is this. We cannot successfully do life or marriage without God. Nothing. You can't do it. You're trying. You're empty, lonely, guilty, afraid. You can't do it. You think you're doing it. Religion doesn't do it. It has to be a relationship with God. So I want to challenge you. Some of you, at the moment, you're trying to do life without God. You can't do it. You'll never get to heaven. You'll never find purpose and meaning in your life while you're here. And so God just says, without me, spiritually, you can do not, You can't do life. And when he speaks about the home, David says this in Psalm 127. Unless the Lord builds the home, the house, those that labor, the builder that labors, in vain. So outside of this room, we have all of these people. And they're trying to do marriage without God. You see, the biggest problem you and I have is I'm selfish. That came with the original sin. Then we have I independent. That came from Satan because Satan wanted to be independent from God. God said, have at it. And last, I boss. None of those work in relationship with God. God's the boss. Don't be jealous. He will not give his glory to anybody else. And you can't do life independent. You have to do life dependent. The vine and the branches. That's the way it works. So get over that kind of thing. When we come to marriage, I read an article just a few weeks ago in the Florida Today. True story. Let me read it to you. My cardiologist told me about a patient, an 85-year-old married man who'd been married for 65 years. He seemed remarkably healthy and happy, bubbly with enthusiasm. The doctor asked him, you and your wife seem to be happily devoted to each other after all these years. Tell me, what is the secret to the marriage like yours? That's easy, the old fellow said. I take care of number one, and she takes care of me. Do you like it? That's exactly right. After God, that's what it is. You see, I take care of number one, my wife... She takes care of me. For you wives, you take care of number one, who's your husband. He'll take care of you. You see, if we treat our spouses as God instructs, they will respond to us as we desire. Now, as we go through this, some of you are discouraged because you're in a home where one of the spouses isn't a believer. You're trying to do this. 
in God's strength, but you don't see much change at the moment. You just keep trying with God's strength. Because eventually, God wants to make a miracle out of that mess that you're in. Man or woman, doesn't matter. You just keep trying. You ask God for strength. Right at this moment, let me address a couple things. I get so many emails, of course, when we do this, it's normal, exhibiting all the messes that are here. I can't address every situation. It's impossible for me to do that because they're so complicated. But I just want to say this. If you're confused about some things in your marriage and where you're at, just stop up and see me, email me. You can stop at any service. I wait here as long as I need to. Other pastors are available to talk with you. Elders are available to talk with you. We'll try to give you the answer biblically. It's so messed up today, we have to do that. But let me just say a couple things. One, God designed marriage to be permanent. But when we get to the New Testament, he authorizes divorce in a few situations. One of the situations is ongoing adultery. Repeated, 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 repeated. He says, you can't live in that kind of a thing. So he so people, they're struggling with that because they know God hates divorce. So I, I just let them have affair after affair and I'm, I'm stuck there. No, no, God gave you an out. Now, that's very different than one day your husband came home and said, I don't like you. Oh, you committed adultery in your heart. I'm believing you in the morning. That is not right. You got me? So you need help in those things. Physical abuse, we already addressed. Abandonment, all kinds of things. Just come to us. We'll try to help you. But bottom line is this, if you're the Christian in the home and your spouse is not, God will give you the strength to live a life before that unbeliever. You understand that God lives in you. Work at it and we'll be here to help you. Now, as you go through this thing called marriage and we see how difficult it is, what are the possibilities? If I can't do anything without him, what can I do with him? Turn with me to Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. It's exciting when you get there. God opens the door of possibilities. Amazing possibilities. Philippians 4, 13 says this. I can do everything, some of your translations, all Through him who gives me strength. Now here's the confusing part. What is everything? What is all? Well, here's what it is. Just write it in your Bible. Everything or all is whatever the will of God is, I can do. Jesus says, if you pray in my name, in my will, I will answer. So whatever God's will is, I can do it. That's the opening possibility. Well, let's just take marriage. What is God's will for our marriage? Very simple. Remember the triangle? God designed, God directed, the Word of God. And we're studying today, God empowered. That's how we do it. That's His will. I can do it because He's going to give me the strength. Listen to Gary Thomas. We have to stop asking of marriage what God never designed it to give. Perfect happiness and conflict-free living. Pastor Mark, I'm 
I'm asking God for a perfect spouse. Good luck. I'm asking God for a perfect happy marriage. You know, I, I addressed that to you a while ago. Once in a while, every once in a while, I get a couple come in and you say, how you doing? Oh, we're perfect. We're just here just to make sure everything's good. How you doing in your marriage? Everything's perfect in our marriage. We've been married 12 years, never fought. We love each other. We're just as kind as we can be to each other. And you remember what I said to that? You remember what I did to that? <laughs> now, why would I do that? Because they're crazy. There's no way. Listen to what Gary Thomas says. He says this. Everyone has bad days. Could I hear any man on that one? What were the rest of you doing? (laughs) Everyone has bad days, yells at his or her spouse, is downright selfish. Amen. (laughs) Despite these imperfections, God created the husband and the wife to steer each other in his direction. So I can do his will. What is his will in my marriage? Write these two things down. Number one, God's will. God designed marriage to make me more like him. That's why I have an imperfect wife. Now, for those of you who don't understand, I'm perfect. She's the only one that make it. I mean, what can I say? After all these years, I'm the only one that's got together. She's the imperfect one. She's not here today, so I could say that. You know that's not true. So think about marriage. He put you with somebody that's very different than you. And why? And why? So you could learn what? Peace. Slow to anger. Forgiving. But look at the second one. It's huge. God's will. God's will. God designed marriage not just to help me but to help me encourage my spouse to be more like him. We're a team. And when we do that, when our marriages are like that, you see, God goes, people are seeing God's character and God's amazing power. Understand this. Take a look. This is the boat. This is the raft. God's in it. This is Adam and Eve. This is a Christian marriage. They're going down marriage like this. They're not perfect, but they're both on the same page. They're trying to make God look good. They're trying to be more like God in his character, and they're trying to encourage their spouse to be the same thing. As they're going down the stream of life, all around them are boats turned over. People swimming to the shore, sitting on the side, don't know what to do, scared. One of them gets back in the boat and heads off on his own or her own. Boat after boat after boat turned over, going in circles. Nobody knows what to do. And then when we go to the shore, we see the kids who are crying, who are panicked. Who know, not my parents too. And in that river is a man and a woman, imperfect, but flowing happily, incompatible together. Why? Because the world is looking. How are you doing that? How? We crashed. 
We've been divorced four times. We had so many difficult things. We don't know. How are you doing it? You see, and if we do that, we're making God look good because it's not us. It's God. Do you understand? This is not just an illustration. This is life. Outside this room, there's boats strewn everywhere. It's not the boat. It's the people that are devastated. The families that are devastated. Messes everywhere. They're looking to find a healthy marriage. How did you do it? That's who we're to be. Listen to this statement. A good, godly marriage shouts to a confused world. The solution to everything is a relationship with the all-knowing and all-powerful God. Write this next statement down. One key purpose in marriage is to make God look good. Our marriage is not about us. Life is not about us. It's about God. And if you have a good marriage today, don't think it's because of you. It's because of the graciousness of God. But that's what the world is looking for. You see, we're to be, we're to be salt and light everywhere. Because there's so many crashes. So many destructions. So many messy lives. Well, Pastor Mark, if that's his will, and I can do that, how do I actually do it? One more verse. Turn to Philippians 2.13 quickly. 2.13. Paul reminds us that not only do we have the Holy Spirit in us, but he's at work in us. Look at Philippians 2.13. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. See, sometimes I don't even have the desire to do what's right. What's God do? He changes your desire. In my Bible, I've used this for many years. God will change my wanter to match up with what he wants. So he's not only changing my desire, but then he's empowering me to do the same. So write this statement down and believe it as you write it. Believe it. God gives us the power, number one, and the desire to obey him. And by the way, no excuses. Well, I can't do it. No, you're wrong. You have God who's not only in you, but he's alive in you. Giving you the desire to do marriage right. Giving you the desire to do life right. And then empowering you to do the same. That's why I can do His will always. Absolutely, I can do it. Well, what does that look like? What is the contrasting picture of that? Very simple. You're close by. Philippians, move right back to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5. One verse. Ephesians chapter 5. Very easy. One book back. Ephesians chapter 5. Go down to verse 15. Now watch what he says. I love it. Be very careful then how you live. This whole chapter 5 is about the spirit-filled living and it goes right into marriage. 
and right into children and right into boss relationships. So it's all related together. And the very first verse outlines the key. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Not as unwise or foolish, but as wise. What does unwise really mean? In the context of the Bible, write it down. Here's the definition of it. Foolish or unwise means this. Living as if God doesn't exist. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. So, a married couple is unwise if they're doing marriage as if God doesn't exist. You see, if this is a couple and God's not part of their marriage, it's a twosome. Well, it never works. The design is a threesome. So, you might be here and you believe in God, but he's not part of your marriage. Well, it doesn't work either. You see, that's unwise. The marriage is a twosome. It will not be successful. Well, if that's unwise, what is wise living? Very simple. Write it. It's the opposite. Wise living? Living with God as the head of our lives or the head of our marriages. Well, what does that look like? It's simply this. If I'm God, the unwise couple, the foolish couple, God isn't a part of their marriage. Remember, the raft is marriage. He's not a part of the marriage. So they're trying to do marriage with their own wisdom, watching Oprah and Dr. whatever, and it doesn't work because they're too imperfect. They're I boss, I selfish, and they don't have the character of God. Now, what's the other one? The other one is where God is intimately involved in the marriage. He's the boss. This is a threesome. And so they're going down the river, not perfect. They need God's grace and his forgiveness and a new start and all those things. We all do. But they're moving forward. They're doing it right. This is a picture of a wise marriage. This couple are asking God, Proverbs 3, they're not leaning to their own understanding. In all their ways, they're acknowledging him. And they're saying, God, we need help here. How do, they're praying together. There's a million things. So let me ask you a question. Is your marriage... Wise or unwise? Well, Pastor Mike, we believe in God. That's not what I ask you. Are you leaning on God? Are you acknowledging him in all your ways? Are you, as a couple, praying together? Are you looking for his wisdom in all those areas? That is a wise marriage. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 4, verse 1. After Adam and Eve were removed from the garden, we see some... Amazing verses. God restored them in their marriage. Look at verse 1. Adam lay with his wife Eve. She became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. And she said, with the help of the Lord, I've brought forth man. Verse 2, and later she gave birth to his brother Abel. Today, Pastor Mark reminded you that your marriage, no matter how good you think it is, won't be as good as it could be without God directing it. You heard how awesome God intended your relationship, all relationships to be, but were damaged as a result of Adam and Eve's sin. You were told again that the way to wholeness is through surrendering to Jesus. 
There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will be wrapping up his teaching, Enjoying Marriage on the River of Life. You'll be hearing more about how God, who has given a few rules on how husbands and wives should act toward one another, has also made available the power to fulfill His commands. You'll also hear about the responsibility you have as a parent to guide your kids properly. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time. Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series called Enjoying Marriage on the River of Life. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurting world a new hope he is giving